It kind of snuck up on me, too. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. You better be streaming sats. I said throw down, boy. Oh, man, I don't even know what to say. Maybe you need to take a nap. Because you sound miserable. You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. You can't. It's Saturday night. You feeling all right? Because you're in the bowl for a special edition. A Bowls with Buds! Unannounced! Sneaking up on your ass because you weren't expecting it. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And joining us live in the bowl, in the flesh, the one and only Abel Kirby. Yo. 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 Ahoy. That's... <laughs> we've kind of got you on the... We've got you on the levels, right? Yeah, I think so. We've got you biked if up. If I'm coming through uh, just as well as I should be, then oh, I should yeah. be fine. Against all odds, man. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe with exact odds. I'm not really sure, to be well, honest. I think we're incorporating some 1950s technology in this <laughs> podcast setup. Don't ever tell me the odds. <laughs> we're, uh, I have the microphone tied around my neck. Yes. This time it's not to hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> you made a special exception. Uh, exception. Exception. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god, it's well, great, great to be in here. Thanks for bringing me into the bowl. Of course. Yeah, thanks for coming into the bowl. You know, not everyone is allowed <laughs> in this fucking place. Uh, I can see. I mean, there's yeah, like the was, danger signs are all over the place. It's absolutely yeah. not a good idea to ever be in here, <laughs> ever. Enter at your own risk, for sure. Ever. For anyone, really. But, uh, you know, if you're into bad ideas, then... Uh, <laughs> hey! You gotta you, stay dangerous. <laughs> That's right. Christopher Battle says so. That's right. Yes. Oh, Mr. holy C. Moses. Well, hey, we're, we're live. We're live on the bowl stream. Uh, we're not going to take over the no agenda stream because, you know, it's a weird hours and whatever. I'm sure it wouldn't like piss anybody off, but, you know. Yeah, it's a courtesy to exactly. let people know before you do that. That's right. Uh, but we're live in CurioCaster, too. How about that? We're lit. We're lit. How do you feel about that? Oh, I feel lit. That's the I, only, feel, I feel ready to go. It's the only uh, proper answer. Only I feel proper like answer. I feel like my bulb is glowing. That's what I feel like. Oh yes. Oh yes. Well, if you weren't glowing enough, um, I was thinking we could eventually, maybe not at this exact second, but I've got Espalone that we could drink like right out of the bottle. All right. Okay. Right now. What the fuck am I talking about? Not yeah. right now. Right now. Not right now. Definitely right now. Gracias. That's good stuff. What do you think? I like the uh, skulls and the the muerte guys on it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, smooth. So, Abel Kirby made the long trip uh, across I seventy to hang out, pay us back for hanging out with you uh, when we did that thing, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was fun. Those are good times back then. The good times now too. Yeah, everything is almost exactly the same except now you have a mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I. You caught me at the time in my life when I didn't have a, a mustache. I had shaven it for that uh, the job I was at Maryland. And when I was in Colorado, I always had one, but you know, I shaved it, and then I I grew it back as soon as I quit my job. But you, very, you, nice, uh, very nice. You uh, you didn't see me then. Uh, soon enough after that, or long enough after that, I should say. Soon, long enough. Long or soon enough. Ooh, yeah. So 
let's see. It's been a crazy, I don't know, 28 hours since he arrived in KC. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got barbecue last night. With cheesy corn. With cheesy corn. Yeah. The Kansas City way. Uh, baked beans. Jack Stack. The freight house location. The best one, in my opinion. Not necessarily because, I mean, the, the, the queue is exactly the same at all of them. But the atmosphere. It's like mm. right there across the tracks from Union Station. Always trains going through. Oh, the, those trains go through all the time. I didn't expect it to be that constant. Yeah, there just was like train after train. There was a, like at least a dozen trains that went through while we were <laughs> just there for a couple hours. I didn't tell you this because I wanted it to be fresh. Lorian might have already told you this. I don't know because you hung out for a while today. <laughs> but yeah. we'll get to that chronologically. But right now we're on the Jack's deck. And on the way in to Jack's deck, we saw this beautiful, ornate, colorful pigeon. In the parking lot, right? Mm-hmm. And it was sitting kind of in the main row right there. And this pigeon was like just squatting, but it was like, it was kind of shivering. Okay. Like this kind of, you know? Yeah. I was like, ooh, the pretty pigeon. The kids were fascinated by it because it was like up close and it was a huge, it was a big ass pigeon. The pigeons get pretty big in the city, but I mean, this is a big fucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not moving. And we were like, oh, it's pretty. And then, you know, we got kind of closer. I figured it would, like, scamper off. Nah, it didn't. It was kind of still there, just kind of, like, looking weird and breathing and, like, huffing, puffing. And then we were like, man, there's something fucking wrong with that pigeon, I think. Yeah. It's, like, sick. Maybe hurt. Maybe hurt and sick. Maybe he ate something. I don't know. But anyway. Alka-Seltzer. We go in there. We go in there, then put our name in. You showed up. I don't know, only 20 minutes in, and we didn't have to wait that long for the table after that. Yeah. And uh, have a great meal, all of that jazz. From my, from my perspective, I, I arrived, and it was like, we're in the door in two minutes. You know? Yeah, it yeah. It was fine. I got in right in time. You, so get on, you got in, we like said, hi, hello, how you doing? And then uh, I was like, I'm going to check on that table. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there were those two empty patio tables. Yeah. So you're like, hey, we can sit right there. So I check with the lady. She's like, yeah, yeah, there's one person in front of you. Simmer down. So I simmered down, and you guys joined me simmering. And then they texted me, and were like, your table's ready, sir. I was like, that's more like it. Mm. Anyway, wrap up the meal, walking out. And it's just a f- flat spot of feathers right there. Yeah. <laughs> the pigeon had been smooshed. Uh-oh. Run over. I did not see that at all. No. Oh. Yeah, because you parked uh, the other direction. Mm. Um, the oldest didn't see it, but the middle child did see it. And Lorian, you said she, you thought she was like going to cry, and then she like, yeah. Because what did she say? She said, "Man, I can't even remember." I said something. I said, "Oh, the pigeon got run over," and then she was like, got, "I said the pigeon got smushed. smushed." She said someone stepped on the pigeon, and she was like, she was like, in like morbidly fascinated by it, you know. And she was like, yeah. "You want to look?" And I was like, "Get in the car, get in the car." And so then she crawled in her car seat, but then she was like standing on the seat, turning, looking oh. out the back window, like trying to get a better view of it. Before she got in her car seat, though, she took a long look at it, and you were trying to get her in, and she started walking towards the car seat, but then she came running back to take another good long look at it. I know, she couldn't, like, like, tear herself away. Double take on that. From the squished pigeon. The allure of the dead pigeon. It's it's freaky, man. But, yeah, yeah, she didn't cry. She was just like, oh, it's dead. So what what color was this pigeon again? You said it was orange? No, I said it was colorful, colorful. but it was, uh, like, blue and green and gray. I a imag- standard gray. pigeon. It was a. Uh, it was vivid though. I was imagining like a shiny pigeon, and I got excited. It was shiny. It was like. Uh, it looked like a pigeon looks when you take acid. 
<laughs> and then wait about 45 minutes to an hour when it's just starting to kick in. That's what this pigeon looked like. It had like the rainbow face kind of thing. The You're shimmery sheen. feathers on the head. Yeah. And I think it was like a combination of just like the 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 sun kind of coming down and the one street light was on and one was not. And I don't know. It was, it was nice weather outside for the first time in the year. Mm-hmm. Spring, man. Spring is colorful. All the buds are like coming out right now. Yeah, not, they're in the not, not just you, Abel Kirby. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere we look, it's buds all around. I was watching on my drive up, I was watching the trees on the side of the highway and uh, there were different kinds depending on what area you're in. You know, I'm crossing a lot of different states uh, and uh, one in one section, and I wish I could remember, I think it was, I think it was in Missouri at that point, we had the, uh, the trees that, you know, the green trees, evergreen looking trees. And then it seemed like at a regular interval, you had like a purple or a pink blossoming tree that was just interspersed in there. And, and it seemed like I would drive by one, and then about a mile later, they'd drive by another one. And then there was a mile later, I'd drive by another one. And, it, and I was thinking, as I got through, I said, did someone do this on purpose? Are these like nature's mile markers? <laughs> you know, how, did, how the hell did this happen? There's, the trees are at a regularly spaced interval. It's wild. It was uh, kind of strange, man. Everything is over-engineered here in Missouri. I think it means there's a secret area behind them or something. Could be. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I've been wondering what the pink or purple tree thing is because they're all over right now. Like this is like this and next week will be like the time where they like stand out because they're one of the first things to like get leaves. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I don't know what they are. I want to say a Japanese maple, but that doesn't. I don't think they are, and mm-hmm. that makes me look like a fucking idiot. Oh, they're pretty. Whatever they are, they are beautiful. I love them. Love them a lot. Oh boy, flower blossom. We got a peach tree in the Oh, yeah, they are, they are flowers, not leaves, dumbass. Pink. Leaves aren't Blossoms. pink. <laughs> <laughs> All the pink leaves on the trees are really pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Carolyn yes. points out correctly in the chat, they are flower blossoms. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, no, you're just in the bowl. I'm just going to hit the tequila yeah, again. There you go. In my shame. It's going to make another round, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Another pull. All right, my turn. Oh, so, yeah. what were you... Uh, what were you doing the day before you were waiting for me? Just prepping? Yeah. I had to teach class, and uh, Lauren and the girls kind of did a bad scramble of cleaning the house. So imagine that. Mm-hmm. Just try to imagine the before. You've seen the after, yeah, which is kind of fucked, but the before. You seem more freaked out about it than I am. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, it's because <laughs> I am. I absolutely <laughs> am. It bothers me more than it bothers you, which I appreciate. Like that's, I think that's a relief to me. But I'm like, it's still like, eh. like, okay, this isn't how I would like to live in an ideal <laughs> world, right? Like, I, I at least just want to convey that. I just want to, like, express that. Like, like I know that this isn't the final version here. <laughs> That's all. That's all. I know it's all right. It's all, it's, of course it's okay. It's going to be all right. Everyone's cool. You're going to be fine. I slept well. I had yeah. a, I woke up in the middle of the night. I had my, uh. The air mattress. I'm gonna have to be careful how I sleep on there because I woke up with a big, a big cramp in one leg and I, uh, my foot was asleep on the other one. Oh so, no! Oh, shoot. I don't know what happened there. It's something bad happened. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check myself next uh, tonight before you wreck yourself. Yeah. Okay. Damn. But we had a noted a lot of fun today. Yes. Heck yeah. Well, last night you introduced us to Golden Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. Gonna do the review. Okay. So I've been uh, I've been on a couple people to re- watch Golden Boy for a while now. And I think we got through three episodes. Uh, I brought a USB stick for Lorian and Spencer, and it just had a bunch of random anime I copied off my NAS. <laughs> it 
yeah. that I thought would be fun to watch as a as a, with buds here. So um, we watched a couple episodes of Golden Boy last night, and mm. uh, what'd you think? I love it. I only saw three episodes. I have so much to learn. <laughs> <laughs> it's wholesome smut. I love it. Yeah, lots yeah. of bouncing boobies <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> ridiculous situations and uh um an unlikely hero and uh i like how he's always subversive um in the in the story what happens is he'll be like he'll get beat up in the middle of the story and it'll be like he'll just take it and he'll take it and he'll take it and then it, they'll at the climax he'll turn around and he'll beat up everyone else he's you made me use my secret technique yeah. i have I can't believe I used it in a matter such as this. It's so much to learn. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. He could have won every fight he was in. He just yeah. didn't. He's like it's, a man with like wild. so much honor <laughs> who is so perverted, who is constantly fucking everyone, everything up, everything he does, but actually is actually making the world a better place <laughs> more than any one man could. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> It spoke to me in a on a deep level. Oh, there's a oh, screenshot. And I gotta say, some of the facial expressions done in anime, <laughs> like okay, anime is the best for this. Like the Japanese animators can draw these expressions and these like emotions in a way that is not depicted anywhere else. But this just takes it up a notch. Yeah. Like oh my god, uh, Carolyn posted the perfect. The perfect screen pause of it, screen grab. Oh my! And God. the English voice actors are awesome. Yeah, you said this is a time when uh, the dub beats the sub, and I was skeptical. I admit, <laughs> because I'm a sub, uh, I'm a sub kind of guy. I love the original Japanese. I love it as a language. It just sounds so cool, and it's so contrasting, especially when it's anime. Because I think it's like I'm, I'm not that deeply immersed, so I really don't fucking know. But I get the sense that it's very much leaned into as far as like a caricature of the masculine versus feminine like everything is just turned up and contrasted and like saturated in japanese you can get away with hamming it up way more than in english sure everything is like a character and i mean they came up with kabuki and it's just part of their thing you know that comes across so much in the language and that's why i like the subs you know (laughs) and i uh i don't know i just love that uh, all of it but uh the english dubs man there's something else it's just like his exclamations he's going through and he goes I hear the sound of a woman screaming (laughs) (laughs) like he does a stinking Superman thing you know he's turning around (laughs) causing all his own problems and then uh, making a big deal about it it's funny it was fantastic I'm glad y'all liked it we roused you around 8 today oh yeah uh, I whipped up like some scrambled eggs and flabjacks and some of Farmer Todd's medicinal maple. That's right, medicinal so, maple syrup. Had to have a hearty breakfast. What'd you call those big, big meat sticks? Oh, were, uh, uh, Fat Patrick's. Fat Patrick's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have at Costco. We found these like, at first I called them yuppie slim gems, but then I was like, wait, wait, they're not yuppie slim gems. These are Fat Patrick's, and uh, they come in a fucking twelve pack, and they're this long, and so you got to chop them up. It must be uh, 18, for the viewers, 18 inches, right? Or for the listeners, yeah. I'm holding my hands uh, apart this far, like from here to here. <laughs> They're fucking long, is what I'm trying to say. Like, probably from elbow to wrist. Elbow to wrist. Since everybody's elbow to wrist is the same length, just look at your elbow and then look at your wrist and go, God damn, imagine a fat Patrick that long. Now, it's not as big around as that, but the length is there. <laughs> the length is there. Yes. 
Anyway, is that what a cubit is? I don't like know. In the Bible, that's a good a question. Cubit, is it a cubit, like the length, that length. I don't, know, maybe I, I don't know. That's what I thought it was. Is that what a cubit is? Let's find out. Well, we're gonna find out from how long is a cubit? The royal cubit. Oh, the Bible tells us the length of Noah's Ark was three hundred cubits. Nobody gives a shit. Oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. Length of the cubit. Elbow to the tip of the longest oh, finger. Tip so, of the longest uh, finger. Elbow to middle. Yeah. So it's like a cubit minus uh, heel of your hand to tip of your middle finger. That's a that's a uh, fat Patrick in length. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So after that uh, hearty breakfast. <laughs> With the uh, Fat Patricks. With the Fat Patricks and the Flapjacks and the Medicinal Maple. Subcubit. Subcubit flat Fat Patricks. And the eggs, which the usually eggs good, steal yeah. the show, uh, were just an afterthought with all the other crazy shit. Uh, <laughs> we, drove, we drove like 45 minutes north. Uh, you met my pop. Oh, yeah. And uh, hung out there for, I'm, I'm not really sure how long, because I had to leave and work a wedding. Because mm. I, you know, have side hustles between my side hustles. This is just what I do. I'm a fucking ridiculous person. We finished the Chris Porter stand-up special he had on. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I was astounded at how different that guy looked from the last stand-up I watched of his. Right. So I'm going to pull up a picture for Abel. This is the, what he looked like in the last stand-up special. Oh, I see. And I saw him in. And now that's the one. That's the version you saw. And he had bell bottoms on and he was shitting on skinny jeans. What's up with that? Is. But then he was wearing skinny jeans in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Controversial. Yeah. Controversial. Yeah, I didn't realize he was from Kansas. Yeah. Now I know. Local boy. Yeah. Yeah. So we finished that. Okay. Got the, well, the kids are already settled in because it's your pop's house. Yeah, they love it up there. Uh, oh, we had more meat sticks. Your pop, or uh, <laughs> Fat Patrick's. <laughs> Oh yeah, he had a different version. Got some. What was it? Was they. It deer? What, what do you think? Did they add up? It, they had little chunks of cheese, yeah, so I feel like that it. was yeah. cheating. Oh, I thought they were good, and they had some sort of like sweet pepper. He said habanero, but it was like sweet. Sweet habanero. Sweet habanero and <laughs> cheese. Yeah, so I don't know. We had more fat Patrick's while we were there. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the cheese inside it. I think that that does it well. Like if you go see. Uh, if you're at your local truck stop and you stop in and get one of those, uh, the Slim Jim with the cheese stick next to it, you get like a whole cubit of Slim Jim and you get a, you get a whole cubit of cheese. That's too much cheese. Yes, you're right. You got to have, uh, it's it's got to be the right proportion. You know, Plus it's not the, one to one. The cheese to wax ratio in those are kind of ridiculous, honestly. You get like the, some kind of a filler thing. It kind of like disintegrates in your mouth as you eat it. Like You're like, wait, I was going to chew it but it fell apart before you could like fully ch- chomp on it. I don't know. Those gas station cheese cubits are not my thing that I like. Ah, oh, the wedding. The wedding was way the fuck out in Edgerton. So I had to drive the fucking green bejesus triangle from Excelsior Springs, consult your maps at home, all the way over to Weston, and then all the way down to Edgerton, and then all the way back to the hood. But at least you didn't have to go back to Weston Thank before God. coming yeah. back to the nope. hood. Nope, straight back here. That was a, that was a blessing. So I got here while the sun was still up. And uh, you guys regaled me with tales of, of shopping at the Bargain Zone. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. So we had to get some uh, last-minute things for the Bitcoin Black Party tomorrow. Oh, yeah, that's which, going on tomorrow, uh, isn't we it? We see you there. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow in Westport, right across from Char Bar. You know where it's at. Yeah. When is it, 2 to 8 p.m.? 2 to 8 p.m. That's right. So got our things and then went to the <laughs> Bargain Zone um, and, you know. 
it's a it's a hit or miss experience, but Abel found a good uh, tablecloth to use. Yeah, for the booth, it's actually a uh, a bed bug proof uh, <laughs> mattress wrapper. Oh, perfect! But so we'll keep the bed bugs off the table, I guess. Complete with zip ties, and it came with zip ties. <laughs> I don't wow, know why. Interesting. <laughs> I think it's to zip tie the the. Um, so you put it on the mattress, and then you zip tie the zipper shut so that the bed bugs can't oh. unlock it. Ah, <laughs> makes nothing but sense. <laughs> bed bugs get crafty, man. So you got to be careful. But when we were checking out, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is good. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember what she first said. The lady, uh, oh, she said, "Don't you usually have your kids?" She looked at oh. me, and she said, "Don't you usually have your kids with you?" <laughs> yeah, yeah nice. Looking at you. <laughs> Because we had, yeah, I, I was buying bacon. Oh, because, you know, to her, she's like, oh, yeah, the really short girl and the guy with the mustache. The guy with the mustache. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I realized. And so then I was like, oh, no, that's not my husband. That's our friend. And uh, I don't think she heard me. Because then she's just like, yeah. She was like, oh. It's like, ha- oh. <laughs> yeah, she tried again two or three times she's to, like, to insist we were married, which is fun. It's- yeah. And she's like, you have the two girls and a boy. <laughs> well, Congrats on getting a couple's night out. <laughs> That's what? a bad motherfucker who knows how to tie good knots. Just laughed our way out of there. There you go. Fantastic. See, she missed it by like 16 hours because you had given me back the wedding ring yeah, at dinner the night before. Oh, yeah. You delivered it. So you got to imagine this. I was like, we had, I think we had just ordered our food and then the waitress leaves and then Abel Kirby's like, oh, yeah. And then he pulls it. Well, you had you had got onion rings. And I said, oh, that reminds me. Ah, yes. <laughs> that was it. Woo. And you pull out uh, this, like, white string tied around your neck. And then the <laughs> ring is on it. And then you're like, here you are, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was worried. I was worried I was going to drop it this whole time. So I, I've been... Now that I have the wedding ring, and everyone knows... Well, first, it's not just I have it. Everyone knows I have it is the problem. So, right. Like, I can't lose this shit. <laughs> so I had- You were foolish to send me a picture as proof. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, I had it on the string because um, I, I earlier that day, I reached... I put my phone in my pocket, and then I took my phone out of my pocket, and a penny fell out. Like, a penny got caught on the case... And uh, came out and it rolled on the floor and I said, "Oh shit, that could be the ring." So I can't keep it in any pocket now. So I have to tie a uh, string around it. Well, that worked out. Safe worked. way. And yeah. al- also, while I was packing, I knew it, I would leave it on the kitchen table. Oh sure, of course. I need to do something. Like, oh I know. Well, I guess next time we see. It. Yeah. No, you were. I, I it appreciate slick. it. I appreciate yeah. it. It was very slick. Very impressive. Because I kind of like I remembered at different times, but not at the time you pulled it out. You know. Did you make as many uh, tips at the wedding with the wedding ring on? Um, it was about normal. It's not okay. really uh I don't know. Our tip jar is about this big and it's not really obvious and there's nowhere to really put it close to us, you know? So it always has to be on like a table off to one side or another side. I really want to brainstorm a better tip situation, like a tip jar that's a little more enticing and uh, alluring, let's say. Yeah. But it's in the uh in the next update, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of thing. <laughs> I have like a hundred million fucking things that I want to do, and they all kind of conge- like jam against each other, and so then I get like none of them done. And my huge problem is that I got knocked out for two weeks, and so it was like, uh, let's see, I wanted to 
add all of our inventory to the BCTC pay server. So we had like an online store version of all of that shit. And then I wanted to do a bunch of different tests on a bunch of different networks of buying and all this shit. Buying over lightning, buying on chain. What does it all fucking look like? How does it all work? None of that got done. I wanted to test a guest mic because we've never had a person here in the bowl. Uh, we could do it easily on the old board because that has four different XLR inputs. The Mo2 only has two XLR inputs. So right now, uh, my man Abel is holding a, a mic in his hand. Yes. It's going from XLR to half inch jack, or I mean quarter inch jack in the back. And then we're just jamming the shit out of the gain and the trim and everything. It's just like pumped all to the fucking max. Yes, yes. And uh, it's working out. It's working out better than uh, a lot of the other things that we tried, at least. Because <laughs> we tried many things. Yeah, I tried a couple of workarounds, reacharounds, wraparounds. Um, yes. So uh, we tested that live. I didn't get to, you know, do that beforehand. Uh, let's see. What else did I want to do? I wanted to get an ups. I've been planning on that for a while. And then we just lost power. Um, during the day on Friday, yesterday it was yesterday. Yeah. yeah, before Abel got to town, so that was fun. It was like I always panic and try to get my node back on, you know, because like it's very stressful. Yeah, and you have open channels, and then you lose power to your node, and you're like, oh yeah, everyone on the forum says it's gonna fuck up now. And you know, thankfully, the restore has always been good to me. When power get, comes back on, it just fucking sinks. But my Raspy Blitz SSD has an external enclosure. So it's in like a, an enclosure case. And that enclosure case has a power button on it. And it's not like a toggleable, it's pushed in and then it's pushed out button. It just is a clicky button. So when it loses power, you have to give it a little clicky to turn it back on. So uh, every time it's on the boot screen flashing that underscore cursor. And I'm like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? And then I realize, oh yeah, shit, my SSD isn't on. And I turn it on and then it like completes the boot cycle. And then I pee my pants in relief. That's that's how it goes. I've lost power three different times. Uh, and I do that every time. I panic. I get on the telegram. I spam everyone. How do I fix my node? And then I remember, oh yeah, no one can fucking actually Push figure this out because it's my problem because I have to turn my enclosure on. Duh! And here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. You learned though. Now you'll remember. You learn. Yes, <laughs> you learn. Um, as far as tomorrow... Well, you, you brought a spread of stuff. Yeah, I brought it all. For sale. We we uh we mocked up the table in the living room and uh, laid out all the stuff on it. Made it made sure it that we had the right kind of table and the right kind of uh, presentation because we want to look good. You know, we want to yes. present well so that the uh, the people give us their sets. Absolutely. The and uh, so we set it up, and I went out and priced all my stuff. So I put those little stickers on it. And I have everything priced in sets and. Uh, the price that's on there now is the uh, the price that it's going to sell for. You locked in. Yeah. Even if Bitcoin swings wildly, uh, it'd have to swing pretty wildly before I, <laughs> I start thinking about changing it. Sure. Because it yeah. took a little longer than I thought it would just to do the conversions. It's a little annoying to, to uh, yeah, it's try like and a, think about it. You know, it's it takes a while to get used to pricing things. And it's like, oh, what's 400,000 sats? And... Isn't that a shitload is what I always kept looking at. And then yeah, I kind of yeah. looked at it and I said, well, you know, I'm looking at stuff that I'm going to sell in the, you know, above a hundred dollars. Sure. It's like, it's like uh, okay. all right. It, it all makes sense in the end, but it just takes a while to get used to. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a little weird. You're like, oh, it's oh, 4,000 sats. But then it's like 0.004 Bitcoin. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a big deal. It's just a little different when you see 
we're used to dealing in a couple thousand sets, you know. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's what I see anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 the typical uh, thingy. Although uh, we have a eight hundred or eight thousand eight hundred eighty eight, I should say. Sats. Carolyn's been slapping some boosts Woo! from yeah, the fountain. Carolyn Blaney. Uh, and I should mention. So uh, two thousand two hundred twenty two sats from Carolyn. Super happy twos for bowls with buds. Hi, hi, bowlers and Abel Kirby. Hi, hi, Carolyn. Hi, hi. Uh, the 8888 was for train after train. <laughs> yeah. Choo choo. And then <laughs> 420 sets, she says, ring encounter. <laughs> with a little ring emoji and the uh, lovey dovey face and then the sweaty uh, laugh face. That's, by the way, one of my favorite emojis of all time. Sweat laugh. The sweat laugh. What does it represent? It's like a uh, good-natured embarrassment kind of thing. To yeah. me, to me, that's what it represents. I like that. It's like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It's, it's hard to explain. It reminds me of Japanese, says Carolyn. Yes. It's like there's, there's an emotion that's expressed often in animes where it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like you're embarrassed, but it's not for an embarrassing reason or something. I don't know. I can't fucking explain it because I'm a retarded American white boy. <laughs> Like a happy face with a sweat drop. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like the face gets red, you know, and you're like... I see. Yeah. Like when you see some nice round boobs. <laughs> and you're like, thank you, I don't deserve this. Oh, that's the that's when you get the sweat face. And you're happy and your eyes kind of close. But then they open again and then they close again. Like, oh my god. That's what I, that's when I get the sweat face, though. Uh, I should recap, I guess, some of these. Since our show... Um, because Bully Steed came in the day after. She was having some uh, problems, you remember, with the fountain. She got it through. 2,000 Ooh. sats. All right. Thanks, Bully Steed. Tried several times yesterday live, and it was a no-go. I'll wrangle all my 420 birthday karma today for the Stone Nation. So, cheers, thank you. And uh, always remember that 422 is 422. That's right. Um, and then Quirkass earlier, yesterday, uh, test toast for breakfast. Is this thing on? Fountain was updated. Yay! Still cannot boost the show itself. Trying with a single epi here. And then uh, that came through again. All right. Um, yes, thank you, Quirkass. Uh, a, a reminder. So sometimes Fountain will tell you a boost failed, and it's a good thing to check the wallet, check the boost details, and sometimes you'll find that it was just a single node. I know that uh, the Mastodon boost split that we have for C-Dubs' bot has been on and off sometimes. So if just one single split fails, it will seem like the entire payment failed and your message failed and everything failed so it's a good idea to just pop open the payment and double check but i think this also well i was about to say this was maybe from when the node was off but that can't be true if i'm seeing it in a helipad so there you have it thank you everybody for boosting that's the that's the bottom line it's the bottom line by the way if you have a question for abel kirby you can always call us at 816-607-3663 and ask him a question uh, but you don't have to that's not a pressure thing it's just an option for those out there who want to do that. We kind of snuck this one up on everyone, yeah. including you, really. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was blindsided. Yeah. I announced that it would happen sometime this weekend on the show on Tuesday without consulting you at all. <laughs> well, you know, it seemed inevitable. I uh, And then I asked sweetly last night while I took you to dinner, yes. which was the proper way. Yes. And you said yes, and then I got a sweaty smile face. And I gave, <laughs> and I gave you a ring. And you gave yeah. me a ring? Uh, it was like... <laughs> Is more than a girl could dream of, really. Yeah. 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 And you brought uh, some of St. Louis's finest, Bud Select. <laughs> Been drinking on that. 
well, you know, I was going to go for regular Budweiser, but I felt like it was a special occasion, so I, yes, so I got the Bud Select, Select, just to be a little high, uh, high end here. The black can with the red crown because it's it's a little edgier than just regular Budweiser. What am, who am I kidding? It's a lot edgier. <laughs> it's ultimate edge, Lord. It's like when they redesigned. Remember when they redesigned Bugs Bunny to be like this crazy edgy thing? Yeah, yeah like this, uh, like villainous looking dark rabbit who was gonna i don't know it looked like he was gonna <laughs> jump on a skateboard and uh spray graffiti on the town uh town hall or something yes that was uh, kind of a weird point in uh cartoon history bad bugs what you gonna do yes. speaking of cartoon history you you uh popped another anime cherry of ours that's right. And showed us Strike Witches. Yeah, I made you watch Strike Witches today. Which, which you, I've heard a hundred times you mentioned Strike Witches on Rare Encounter. Oh, yeah. Well, it was a favorite ever since it came out. Um, the original airing was in 2007, as I was reminded in the credit sequence today when it had the date on it. And yep. my, I was losing it. I said, it cannot have been that long ago. That's wild. Oh, man. And can you imagine that they aired this show and i guess before we get the reaction it was aired on youtube they actually bought the youtube bought the rights huh. to air it in a, in uh with the subtitles on it wow and so the first time around it was yeah it was a youtube uh, property interesting or it may have been uh, it may have actually been another company that you know streamed it on youtube but back in the day you couldn't stream anything without youtube basically google being involved especially not in 2007 right it wasn't common to have live streaming stuff or anything so see that was sort of the weird overlap era wasn't it where google video still was king and youtube wasn't quite google yet or oh god google video existed i forgot about that you remember google video yeah, yeah. all the shit was on google video for a long time it was a weird one yeah do you remember like the first short dumbass video you watched online because there was like a lot of just like back then I don't know. I remember my my grandparents got dial up before we got the internet, but it was like shortly. It was probably within the same year that we both got internet. But they had dial up AOL, and then like my dad and my uncle and like a bunch of cousins would be all like gathered around, and we'd be like, "Oh, oh, oh this one, this one, right?" And then we'd watch like uh, a guy branding a horse and then like getting kicked in the face. Yeah. Or we'd watch uh, one of my favorites was called Lady Punch. And it was like a, outside of a courtroom, and this curly-haired lady is just like something. She says something like, "Carry a THC in her system," and then this other lady just comes and pow, socks her right in the fucking puss. And it's just like <laughs> yeah. you can see her face kind of go in a little bit, you know, like when somebody gets punched real crazy hard. Holy shit! I put that on my iPod video. And I would watch, I've probably watched that fucking six second video <laughs> a thousand times, at least. I don't remember watching a video online until a lot later. We had dial up for a long time. Mm -hmm. And even when we had cable, I, my first experiences with video online were that they just didn't load. And so mm -hmm. there was a point where I just ignored them every time there was someone trying to post video. It was usually like a news site, a multimedia company, like it was NBC, it was like a, um, CNN or something, you know, on their website, there'd be an article and there'd be a video and then it wouldn't play. It'd be like you click it and it would try and launch some other thing and, you know, it, it was just never configured right. So um, for a long time, I didn't watch video online at all in the, I guess there were videos that you could download mm -hmm. uh, and uh, watch offline, but 
if that's the same thing, then you know, I was watching. Uh, I I remember BitTorrent when that first started becoming the thing to do. Uh, you could get a couple different TV shows, and I was watching stuff like that. It wasn't stupid videos. It was. I think it was the. I'm trying to remember what the first one might have been. I think the first like real video where I took all the time to download might have been the Battlestar Galactica, uh, mm. the prequel um, special. Because before they did the 2004 Battlestar Galactica reboot, they did a uh, like a two part series on the Sci Fi Channel. Anyway, that thing was thrown up there. So we used to watch. So the the videos we would watch, I guess they would be downloaded technically. Because they would just be, they would just plain be loaded. Like you'd click on a, um, I don't know, fucking Windows Media file or whatever it was. I can't, I don't know what the format was. I don't think it was MP4, but whatever. You'd click on it and it would just be that asset in a browser tab. But it would like, you know, there'd be a loading bar and it would just beep, 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 beep. And they would be terrible fucking quality <laughs> and like six to eight seconds. Uh, the longest one, I remember one of the first ones, and it was like the longest video, was the guy in the cubicle, who's like tight, and then he pounds on the keyboard, and the guy in the next cubicle kind of like stands up, like, what the fuck, and then gets back down. And the guy pounds again and again, and then he ends up picking the keyboard up and smacking his monitor with the keyboard, oh, and then yeah. walking out of his cubicle. You ever see that one? Yep. That's a good one. Like an old classic one. Hmm. Like, guy spurgs out on his computer at work. Like, the first videos I remember watching were all just, like, albino black sheep stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah, like Flash. If you th- yeah. think of Flash and, uh, you know, like, animated images. But a lot of those were either taken from a movie or was... Well, with Flash, it was kind of fun because you had the the poor animation. The <laughs> yes. Yeah. Really juvenile subject well, matter. Things like End of the World and... Uh... Well, one of the earliest ones I remember is, like, the stupid strawberry... It's like a strawberry telling him, baby, he's like, you're stupid. And then the kid's like, I'm not stupid. I'm oh, yeah. not stupid. And he clips the shit and out of the microphone. he screams and clips and then smashes the strawberry. <laughs> the strawberry's like, damn, or something. At the yeah, end. I remember that one. Do you ever, I remember stuff like, um, it was Banana Fingers, was that a guy? Salad? Well, there was Salad Fingers, there was also Banana Fingers. I didn't know Banana. I think it was a parody of them. Okay. Salad Fingers was fun, though. I like Salad Fingers. My buddy Josiah was into Salad Fingers <laughs> hell, heavily, and <laughs> he was into like the kind of weirder shit that I just like, I was like, okay, but I never really like, it never clicked with me. Uh, things like Happy Tree Friends. Oh, Happy Tree <laughs> Friends, I remember that one. Oh, but, yeah. Or, you know, uh, there was a lot of different flash games of mic- microwaving various animals. Yeah, or putting oh, a frog wow. in a blender. Hamster, I remember that. Hamster microwave, cat microwave. But then they also had some like political cartoon games oh, too. Um, during the <laughs> Bush Kerry election, this land was made for you and me. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah. that was a jib jab. Jib jab. That's right. Jib-jab. Yes. And Joe cartoon. I'm an intellectual. You're a stupid dumbass. Uh, Homestar, of course. Homestar yeah, was Homestar king back then. Good. Strong bad to start the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Different times, man. Different times. Yeah. Now I, it's all just like walled garden ad safe approved shit. I or was, stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of that era, I think there was Weeble stuff, which was interesting. Oh, yeah. Weeble, stuff. Weeble was my favorite out of all of the stuff. With Weeble and Bob? Mm hmm. And then they had. Hey, Weeble. Hey, man. They also had, uh, I think it was ratherGood.com. 
That one I hadn't heard of. Yeah, there were some uh, some uh, British guys, and they would do. I think they were British. I don't know. I'm. Tr- it sounded like they were, and they would do these just wild, completely non sequitur kinds of videos. Mm. Um, they were all animations, and it'd be like kitties in uh, Eastern black military uniforms marching, <laughs> like <laughs> and just be and, and yelling in different languages, and that would be the whole video. And there's no context. There's no <laughs> meaning behind it. It's yep. just like weird visualizations. Um, but their uh, claim to fame is they had a video that was called We Love the Moon. And mm. it was about, it was like two, I don't know how to describe them. They looked like pieces of chicken breast with eyeballs on them <laughs> and a mouth that would flap open. And they'd say, We Love the Moon! And one had a guitar. Da, 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 da. And so anyway, uh, Quiznos subs saw this and decided <laughs> oh to goodness. hire them Perfect. and they they actually put a commercial on the air with the with these uh, characters on it advertising quizno subs wow in uh, fantastic and i believe the story went the uh the uh a particular guy who worked in that department the ad department at quiznos liked that video and so he just got out the ch- company checkbook and he wrote them a check to produce a quiznos ad perfect and uh, they they did and he didn't ask permission he just had them do it and, and somehow and they Quiznos ended up running was like, it. What the fuck? <laughs> it was just weird enough, and they decided to run it, and it turned out to be a very memorable ad. I sure. loved it. My dad and I, whenever it came on, we thought it was the best commercial That's ever. That's great. Yeah, taking a chance. Yeah, no, it was, it was like a, a special one. time where you could do like silly shit, and it was okay. Yeah, yeah. Bob and Weevil, those were the guys, man. Oh yeah, they did the Badger Badger. It was probably like one of the heaviest ones. They did Magical oh. Trevor. Was that one of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Patrick Moore plays the xylophone. Pa, 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 Patrick. Which is factual. I mean, it's educational. I remember uh, singing a lot of those songs in Scouts. Yeah. The people stuff songs oh, yep. would get, turn into marching songs. And... Scouts and youth group. Yeah. Look at my horse. My horse is amazing. That was another <laughs> good one. Where you get lions. Only in Kenya. Uh, that's another good one. Only in Kenya we got lions. <laughs> We got the tigers only in Kenya. Got lions and tigers here in Kenya. Yeah. boop. <laughs> it's just memorable stuff, you know? Yeah, you don't... it's just like, you know, I don't know, man. It's just wholesome, harmless, goofy shit, you know? Yeah. Where has it gone? Where has it gone? What the fuck happened? Well, Steve Jobs killed Flash, and then it's like... Yeah. I was talking with uh, Lorian today. We were talking about kids' videos and... Uh, Oh, yeah. The quality entertainment available to children on YouTube. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, YouTube kids. That's a dark place. No doubt. Yeah, it's a fucked up little rabbit hole if you get caught in it. Some Oh, uh, Kitty was asking me earlier, where do we watch the Sonic Boom? And I was like, I don't know. That was on Hulu. That was on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sonic Boom. Now, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. You see um, the Sonic Boom stuff? I used to follow, when I was on Twitter, I used to follow the head writer for that. And I cannot remember his name right now, but he was always posting screen caps of like what he thought the the best lines were, or the famous <laughs> the, his favorite stuff that he got approved to be in the show. And oh, it was all yeah. these, you know. I think I Amy Rose say, "You can't tell me what to do. You're not my mom's boyfriend." <laughs> <What's your laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's just shit like that. Some of the lines <laughs> are so goddamn hilarious. Uh, I love. Knuckles being just like the big dumb <laughs> fucking jock kind of guy. Oh yeah, my god, yeah. that is fantastic. Knuckles is my favorite on Sonic Boom, which is like that's not really that canon of Knuckles, is it? 
as a, kind of like a reimagined Knuckles. I don't. I'm not really that into to the Sonic lore as deeply, but they. My kids watched like the um, the older anime, like the '90s anime, which is like a lot more serious. I mean, still Sonic the Hedgehog, so it's like there's only so serious you can be, but it's a lot more serious than Sonic Boom, which is just like absurd and goofy and like most of them they're working hand in hand with dr robotnik before like they kick his ass or after they kick his ass and then they're like you know eating meh burgers they're still like in the same town kind of like you know well in the 90s cartoons there were a couple of them uh one was where it was they had an ongoing story and it was about the freedom fighters and there were a bunch of furries who were trying to overthrow it robotnik was actually pretty evil in that you know he had yeah. this gray steel city and <laughs> Um, then there was another Sonic cartoon which aired at the exact at the same time, um, but it was a separate show that was a lot more lighthearted. Huh. Um, and I cannot remember the names of either of them. But one of them had the Blue Streak Speeds by. That was the theme song for it. Oh, nice. These were those were the '90s ones. We used to rent those on VHS. The one I'm talking about was like with the. I'm talking about like the original annoying ass. Gotta go first. Oh yeah, Gotta that was later. Fast. That was later. That oh, was, that's uh, later. Okay. Yeah, that was Sonic X, I think. That was in Sonic the X. 2000s. Okay. That seemed kind of serious-ish. Like missiles shooting and blowing up. And I guess there's that in Sonic Boom, too, but it's just not It's not the same, you know? Everything in that is just, like, harmless and goofy. Yeah. And it's all really, at the end of the day, it's about getting the chili dogs and get, eating the chili dogs. Get them chili dogs. <laughs> Which I like, I can get behind that 100. percent It's like a good message I can show to my kids. And, like kids, you know, you just really what you want is the chili dogs. Simple as. Simple as. Yeah, you had said that uh, you blew all your show material earlier. Before. <laughs> yeah, because well, I don't know. A lot of the stuff we talked about wasn't possible show material because it's yeah, uh, it's classified. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, uh, I was. We were talking about some deeper, darker stuff that I don't uh, usually get into on the air. And nice. Some yeah. old uh, news stories, and you know, I, I try not to be too political online. Uh, oh yeah. And, uh, I think we got a little political today. Nice. Oh yeah. So that's always uh, that's fun. While I was uh, working a wedding, and um, I'm telling you, I hate working with the domestic beers because a lot of them, in when you get them in kegs. Uh, they'll add like a chemical foamer to it. So if it's not like in a perfect setting and left to rest 24 hours after it's tapped and then like at the prime temperature, like between, you know, there's like a five degree window you want to be in. Uh, and if you're not in all these perfect settings, then it just foams like fucking crazy. Mm. And we were tapping Michelob Ultra in the well, just a sixth barrel pony keg kind of situation with the like skinny tall ones. And that fuck, we had two of them. And we went through almost both of them, but the fucking thing just foamed like crazy the whole time. So you add a little bit of gas, and then it's like super foamy coming too fast. You're like just pouring foam off into a pitcher as you're pouring these beers. And then you back the gas off, and then you can get like two good pours, and then it slows too far down to where it's like it's still foamy as shit coming out, but it's also filling up the cup way too slow, and there's this big-ass line, you know? Yep. Jeez. (sighs) So you just spend an hour like... The tap is just open the whole time. It's the first hour of this wedding, once the vows were done, the tap was open the entire fucking time. I'm just sitting the beers down finally when they get poured. The foam that I'm pouring into this pitcher, as it settles down, I'm pouring beers out of that. And then I'm just like praying for death to come soon and take me because it's like 
Just getting my absolute ass kicked. Wow, sounds fun. That was my experience today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Windy as shit, so thank God we were inside. Oh, oh wind, wind advisory today, I think. Yeah. Wind advisory. It's windy as fuck! <laughs> it's windy. advised! They didn't have a foam advisory, though. They, you know, they should have. <laughs> I always liked the... Uh, I'm going to issue one officially right now. Foam advisory. I've <laughs> seen I've seen some uh, bartenders who, you know, when the kid gets tapped out, it just like sputters and sprays foam. Yep. And some of them, they really blast out depending on oh, where, yeah. where it is. And uh, a little while ago, I was at a place up in Ohio, a restaurant, and the, the, the girl behind the bar, she must have been new. She did not know that that was a thing that would happen. <laughs> and she go, ah! She had no clue what was going on, and it oh, was like Bud Jesus. Light. Bud Light uh, it was a uh, keg was empty, and so she she pulled the lever down. I went, <laughs> you know, it right spat. You know, you she gets skeeted on basically by this. <laughs> <laughs> Just the look in her eyes, it was like she had no idea what was happening or why. And it was it felt kind of bad for her, but you know, that's the way it goes, I guess. Oh my! I guess there's God. a first time for everything, huh? I guess so. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> Skeet it on. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had one somewhere for that, but I'm not finding it. That's a fuck. My, uh, my board is so poorly organized, which is a theme for me. What can I say? Just kind of a theme. Oh, man. Yeah, we got all our stuff priced. What what all are you going to be bringing to this show tomorrow, Maureen? Me? Rocks. <laughs> 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 Boxes of rocks. Boxes of rocks. Yeah, I might bring some jewelry and dream catchers too. Lori, or I'm Lori. <laughs> Carolyn sends us a foam advisory. Oh uh, yeah. Through Fountain, she says foam advisory, Bud Light, Bud Select, Skeet. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing we ran out of was Moscow Mule because we can we can do anything and we mix uh, pre-mixed or we mix cocktails in these big ball lock kegs. And then we can pressurize those after we mix them up. And I've done this uh, bartending out of the wine truck for three years now. And one of the decorations is these copper mugs that are you'll often find a Moscow meal served in these copper mugs. And so people constantly ask me, Oh my God, do you have Moscow meals? Because they see the mugs, you know. And yeah. I'm, I always have had to say, No, you know, we don't, we don't have them right now. We just, they're just decoration. My boss really loves copper. She just loves copper. So those are copper mugs. They're there for pretty. And I'm just like so upset over it. But yeah. the the host of the party, you know, just gets to pick whatever they want. They just choose whatever. And we tap it. This is the first time we ever had Moscow mules. And then we ran out of them. Like, that was like the first thing we ran out of. Yeah. They lasted maybe 40 minutes, maybe 40 minutes. I like Probably the, a little less. Those are a pretty good drink. I like it whenever I have one. It's good. The, it's it, great. Yeah. Gin, is it ginger beer? Ginger beer and vodka and lime. Um, mm. these ones were cranberry Moscow meals, so they oh, had no, wait cranberry juice in as well. Oh, man. They were tasty. Mm. They were tasty. I'm partial to a dark and stormy, which is close, but it's uh, dark rum and ginger beer, and uh, that's something else. I love them. Tasty. That ginger beer can go good ginger with anything, beer. though. It's so yep. good. Imagine it's ginger good. beer with this tequila, though. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a pole. Oh, it's my so, turn again. Uh, Where was yeah, the, that's uh... just good out of the bottle. You said the wedding was inside. Was it yes. Like, what's the kind of... It was in a big-ass barn that is actually... Ass barn. It is an ass barn. A lot of donkeys? It's, I think, <laughs> technically... Uh, 
I want to say that uh, Johnson County still. Johnson huh. County is a big county um, in Kansas, and it's where all the money is. And so they have nice things that are like public things. Wait a minute. Edgerton is in Kansas? Yeah. Oh, well, so Edgerton, there are Edgerton, Kansas, and Missouri. Oh. Uh, I was picturing the Missouri. Edgerton, yeah, Missouri is up at Smithville Lake, yeah. <sighs> okay. Kansas is way past Olathe on 35. Way. Um, it's like, uh, where is it? I just saw it on the map. Yeah, right here. You go past Olathe, past Gardner, you get to Edgerton. Wow. Okay. I don't know where the county line ends, but I want to say it's still Johnson County there. Anyway, it's a big-ass, beautiful barn, and the name escapes me at the moment, but I can probably find it pretty easily. And yeah, the venue, I've been here twice before. This is my third time there doing an event. And uh, let me see. Oh, it's called Middledale Farms. Yeah. Middledale? Middledale. Middledale. <laughs> Are they mostly a wedding venue? Yeah, that's pretty much their uh, bread and butter. Pretty much their bread and butter. Johnson is a huge what? <laughs> Sharky. In the bowl of Sharky. Uh, I'm going to try and find a few pictures of this place. Oh, there's a oh, lot there's of a cow. fucking cows. Middle of cows. Maybe I should say Edgerton. We call those moo cows. Maybe Middledale is a... Yeah, that's it. This is this big-ass wow. thing. Wow. Oh, wait. That's not a barn. That's a no. barn and a barn and a barn and a barn and a barn. It is kind of five barns stacked together but on the inside it's it's much more barney it's like a lot of wood <laughs> Purple dinosaur. oh yeah i, I just you know barney had a lot of wood it's quite barney see <laughs> see all the barniness to this yeah here for the bowl you can oh crap can i not drag and drop what the fuck no, open image and new tab yeah there you go and then drop the link look at that there you go bowlers tell me that's not barney you can't you can't there we go boom <laughs> so fast with yeah. it yeah See, that's like, my uh, clips are highly disorganized, but that's the reason why I can't reorganize them, because then I'll have to relearn where the fuck they all yeah. are. Not that I know where they all are right now. There you have it. Oh, USB drive detected. No way. No way. I don't, have, I don't have a USB. I don't have a USB. No way. No how. Uh, programming note, we're going to be doing an Ablecraft tomorrow. Yeah, after all of the uh, excitement wears down, and uh, we can recap the Bitcoin block party. But we have a lot of other exciting things to talk about, because me being out so long, we've had to postpone a couple different times, and uh, I think you signed us up for some nonsense, tease, tease. Yeah, we were going to have a little bit of review of uh, some of the negative Bitcoin articles uh, that have been out there. Oh, yes. We're going to talk about, I think, something you haven't heard of, which is the Bitcoin-related porno. Uh, oh, yeah. Which you, is something I'm going to tease. You teased and... that to me, and then I didn't <laughs> look it up. Yeah, you shouldn't have. And uh, I won't look it up. Uh, but then when you bring it up, I'll look it up. Uh, tune into Ablecraft uh, tomorrow night, and you'll be able to listen. Cause, I'll give uh, you the rundown. I'll give you the play-by-play. I would love to be, and sort of peripherally we have been, uh, in certain places, involved in the uh, Bitcoin porn thing. But uh, it's not, I don't know. Nobody's really figured no, out. I, I want to be clear. This is a anti-Bitcoin porno propaganda, uh, is, what it's, is what I'm talking about. It is a adult movie whose purpose is to uh, propagate negative attitudes towards Bitcoin. Hmm. It is, uh, it is a piece of propaganda, as wow. I said. Fuck. Yeah. Now, now it changes everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely not looking it up. <laughs> we have to put the counter message out. That's right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. This is more serious than I thought. 
to the Whackmobile. mobile <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, We got in the show. We got work to do. Yeah, you got to... Uh, well, everyone <laughs> can look forward to that the uh, the next coming night. Should be exciting, yes. And But, uh, uh, but on this coming night... I'm sure he ends this. Oh, that's going to be way off chain, I'll tell you what. Um, damn it, I had something to roll right into, and then the tequila said no. Well, you want to talk about uh, Strike Witches for a second? Because we oh, teased that, we, we never talked yes, about it. Yes, of course yeah. I want to talk about Strike Witches. So you had, you had, uh, you frequently bring up Strike Witches on Rare Encounter. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite all-time uh, animes. Uh you even just like will throw it in as like a it has nothing to do with anything, and you'll be like, yeah, like strike witches or something. Like I've just I know I've heard it so many times that I'm just like, as soon as uh, the folder opened up and stri- I saw strike witches, I was like, oh yeah. fuck, I'm gonna I'm going to uh, have my eyes open. And did I ever? Wow. <laughs> so what'd you think reviews, Lauren? What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah, it's fun. It's playful. There's plenty of panty shots. But. <laughs> Cute butts. little uh, animal ears and tails. Yeah, lots of butts. It is a cheeky show, first of all. <laughs> um, pants are, like, just not allowed. They don't, like, fucking exist, which I can get behind. They would yep. get wrapped up in the propeller blades, is what I believe. It makes sense. It's like, you can't... Uh, the equipment and the pants aren't copacetic. So, no one wears pants. Uh, well, at least none of the witches, which is all that you care about, you know? <laughs> There's a few kind of gay sailors, and they all wear pants, but... <laughs> We can overlook that. Yes. Uh, and, and the then, UFOs uh, they're fighting are scary. The Neroids. Yeah. They just destroy with laser beams. And see, I had, I was like all saddened at the first episode because I was like, this clearly was not written by a tit man. All these like panty ass shots over and over and over again. And then you were like, well, you know, play this episode. You might like it better. <laughs> and then you gave us the one in which, uh, all the witches at various points get a bug up their ass and uh, <laughs> literally, 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 quite literally. Um, but that turns out to be a very tit filled episode as well. <laughs> yeah. So the titties, butts, up. bugs in butts. I mean, it had everything. Yeah. Bathing squeeze titties. Wow. It, it had a, it had a, a conclusion of a fine military career with 200 kills. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> From the lady with the, uh, Steel sphincter. Yes. Uh, manages to win the day by clenching. <laughs> There's nothing stronger than having it be done in front of a crowd. Yeah. It's very strong. I've never seen anything quite like it, to be honest with you. Just when you think, like, you saw every trope pulled off and everything has already been done, every theme, and then I'm like, well, I have never seen this done, I can tell you that. This is new shit. Yes. This is new shit. It's unique. It's something, and there's other aspects that we didn't even get into on the show where they have, like, their military hardware that they show on there is, like, period correct that they use it. And there's this whole other aspect where, like, the UFOs they're fighting are, well, actually, their silhouettes are the silhouettes of experimental German aircraft in World War II. It's like everything has a layer underneath it. Wow. That if you, once someone shows it to you, it's like, how come it? There's like 20 aspects to the show, and there's like the tits and ass aspect, but then there's also like the weird military alt history story, and some of the, actually some of the story gets kind of uh, touching. Uh, Come for the ass, stay for the titties, rewatch for the Nazis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it all comes together in a beautiful way. I think it was, it was quite touching. I touched. I was touched. I don't know. I can't even remember. I kept my hands to myself. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. It's true. It's true. Scout's honor. Oh man, the strike witches, dude. That was something I was not expecting for sure. So what you what you think it was? I'm just curious. What did based on me randomly mentioning it uh, for for a year and a half? Well, what do you think it was? I just I figured it was like cute anime witches, you know. But I don't really. Um, I found like the older I get and the the longer this phenomena happens, I just I do less and less of like guessing what it's going to be like, you know. Uh, there's like movies that I've known of for most of my life and they've been like in the canon or whatever, you know, like I'm like aware this movie exists. Perfect example. Let's go with Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut is a movie I've known about for over a decade that I watched for the first time, maybe what, five months ago or something. Yeah, just within the year. And every time that I watch a movie like that, that I have all of these like preconceptions about and like, I'm like, Oh, I think I know what it's about. Or even in this case, like I've seen images or screen grabs from or stills of always ends up being like, not only way off from what I've expected or imagined, but also for the most part, it's usually way toned down. It's way like you watch a movie and you, and then after it's done, you're like, wow, that was another fucking movie. You know, it was like, it's like, that was a movie like all the other movies that I've seen. It wasn't like some weird uh, higher thing or, you know, and I, I don't It's hard for me to put it in exact words right now, but it's just kind of like it's almost a letdown when you have all these preconceived notions about it or whatever. It, it feels almost like I read the book and then I saw the movie, you know, mm. even though I read no book of Eyes Wide Shut. I read the Wikipedia. See, that's what I do. I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and I will, I've read probably 20 times the Wikipedia movies as I've seen. Well, I'm sure there was also, you know, it was uh, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, I think it was his last movie, if I remember yes, right. Yes, I'm pretty and, sure. It, that he worked on. And so there's a lot of fandom around it and a lot of uh, sure, a lot of interest in it that's beyond just what the movie is. Right. And, uh, you know, there's fans are, I like Kubrick too. I'm a fan of a lot of his stuff. Uh, yeah. But... You know, I, it, I don't want I don't, the people evangelizing it. You know, they they're yeah. coming from a perspective. I don't want to diminish it because it was like a there was a lot in the film and it's a good film and like you know like I'm glad I watched Spoopy. it, but I wouldn't like I, I probably will never watch it again. Like I don't have a reason to revisit it. You know, and I didn't know what I was expecting. I don't know more tits yeah. probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's there's tits in it, but it could have been more. You know, like it wasn't really like as much as could have been. Well, it could have been a lot more even. Could yeah. been, it could have been more, but it also could have been a lot more. That's all I have to say about Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> I, mine were wide open. But Strike Witches, I like their uh, technology. I like yeah. their propeller legs. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I had no idea it would be like a military angle. I mean, Strike. Yeah. It makes sense in retrospect. You know, everything about it makes sense looking back. But I never could have, I never would have come up with that looking like forward. And you never really went into it like... At least in my memory, <laughs> in super detail, and probably that's your own coy, mysterious way, you know, of just being like, "Ooh, the strike witches," you know. You want to? I want to tease this. I want to like seed the air, but I don't want to like, give any of it away, you know. I, I think it's because if I dwelled on it too long, uh, cold ass would bite my head off. So ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was not the fan of it uh, that I am. So, uh, is it too lowbrow? I don't for him or what? I, I don't think it's lowbrow at all. I think it's uh. Hits the mark. What did you say, like, 12 times while we watched it? 
uh, I never said this was a smart show. <laughs> <laughs> you kept saying that over and over. Yeah, well. <sighs> it it yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's an experience, I'll say that. But I think it's You you never said it was a smart show, but you could have without lying, I think. Hmm. I think you could have without mm. lying. Because there is like you said, there's like a layer underneath there that's actually really high effort, but it's yeah. it's obscured by uh funny, furry weird no pants propeller booby chicks kicking ass yeah and taking baths and taking baths taking baths yeah. taking baths on camera and squeezing one another as you know yeah. the world that's the way the world squishy, should work squishy it's just the way squishy squishy <laughs> that's exactly right. fucking squishy yeah. squishy uh, i'm glad you all liked it it's uh it's something i've always liked it so i so I've spread the love yeah yeah it's fun when it first started like immediately i was like oh this is like the pretty girl version of hey talia it's not <laughs> it's it's interesting that there's a lot of like world war ii i mean i guess that's really personification in, of the countries in this culture too there's like a shitload of world war ii lore in in uh i don't know popular culture but it's like way different like how we how the U, yeah. how the US treats the World War II storytelling and how Japan treats it oh, yeah. is fucking incredible. Even like I've seen stuff not not strike witches in particular but I've seen uh, you know Japanese fiction where they're talking about World War II and then they start portraying Germans in Germany and it's not a very nice portrayal and it's right. like what, what I thought they were allies and I'm thinking about it oh you blame them it's their yeah. fault it's you know it's <laughs> It's like some weird perspective you never get unless you uh, unless you you know left uh, kind of the media bubble we're in and tried to go see what other people. I, I, I'm I'd like to see what some other countries that weren't involved in World War II would have to say about it. Maybe uh, different I'm, different countries in Asia, different areas. I'm always like both like impressed and a bit chilled, honestly, at like the love for America in all of this kind of stuff too, like even in the world war two themed stuff where it was like, Oh, it's almost like in a lot of uh Japanese culture, they're like, Oh, we should have, we should have been with uh big brother us, like sensei, you know, like, yeah, that's like, <laughs> like, well, I mean, there, there was a lot of culture. Um, Japan was isolated for a very long time. And yeah. then around, um, I think it was around world war one, they started importing American things, and there's some, you know, books and stuff from from that era you can go into. And there's discussions of like that's when all of the students used to wear kimonos, and then they wanted to wear the the new trendy American style uniforms, which is the sailor uniforms, which is right. styled after wow. the American sailors. Sure. And they wanted to listen to jazz music and play play jazz music because that was what they were getting off the import records and baseball huge and baseball yeah. was huge in fucking fact, huge probably bigger there than here even there was an anime called taisho baseball girls mm. have you heard of that one no nope. it was it takes place in i think it's like 1920 and it it is about all of the things we just talked about including it's about a girls who want to play baseball and so the story is they're at a all-girls school and there's not really sports and they're supposed to be proper and in the one of the sport sheds, they find real, um, you know, like uh, like real uh, film film reels from I think it's a World Series that the boys' baseball team got imported 
because they are, you know, they play baseball and they would be able to get the American baseball game, you know, a, a game of the World Series or something on film. Sure. So the girls all watch it. Whoa, we want to play that too. And so they, you know, they're they're trying to set up a team and uh, it's nice. They have all these problems. Like they're in high school, but they can only get the uh, they can only play the middle school boys team. Oh no, because <laughs> they they get beat by the middle school teams. So, you know, <laughs> that looks so. delightful. But it's a it's a lot of fun, and it's set in that era, you know, pre World War II, um, and it's well, it's fascinating. It's a lot of fun. You know, this is a lot of fun. Is, uh, I I will put this on the watch list. The uh, Taisho Taisho Baseball Girls. Yeah. Um, what else is fun though is uh, people were calling in and, and uh, leaving you voicemails. Oh, uh, cool! Even though we had short notice. Uh, so, so this first one though, this was left just after our show on Tuesday. It was just like a late entry. So, uh, I'm sure it's still a lovely message. Hey, the England home man. I'm looking for the, uh, 419 bowl after bowl, like party special, man. Oh yeah. Uh, this is post show. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. oh, fuck man. We had it going. We had a party yeah. rocking. Yeah. Came out. It's a. Fat sack of some sticky icky and my old uh, Brown Baker bong, you know, about 20 years old now. The, uh, Fucking smoke the weed smoke was very bad. thick. It was hard to talk through. Um, uh, well, I guess what I'll do is I'll eat in the bag here and I'll pull out a nug. Uh, He's pulling out a nug. Oh, our, our caller lost connection. Caller, thanks for calling. That was our boy Laren, by the way. Yeah, thanks, uh, Laren. He was having a tough time getting through the smoke. It's like it, it congests the signal. I, Abel, you know way more about this than me, but uh, <laughs> with the proper density of marijuana smoke, you have an impossible time communicating with the uh, relay towers. Yeah, a lot of phase dispersion. Exactly. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> uh, hopefully our next caller was uh, able to crack a window before calling in. Hey, Bowler. Ooh, hey. Hi, Abel Kirby. Yo. I have a question about a game I had. So I jailbroke this Nintendo DS, and there were a bunch of games. There was one called Ace Attorney, and I I don't know did that did that start out as a game or was that an anime? All right, well. Loving the show. I'm going to get back to listening. Love you guys. Ace Attorney. I believe it was a game first, uh, if I remember right. It was a uh, puzzle. Uh, you play as uh, Phoenix Wright, I think is the character name, and you go collect evidence for the uh, for the uh, to defend your client, and then you have to go and go through a courtroom kind of simulation, which is it has nothing to do with real law. It's actually hilarious. <laughs> um, and the uh, game consists of a couple different trials. I've played some of it. Uh, it's a fun game. It And it got uh, pretty popular. And in fact, it got so popular, I think they got an anime afterwards. Nice. So, okay. But I believe if you have the Wikipedia article there. I pulled it up. Yeah. I think it started as a, as a game, didn't it? Yep. Yep. Uh, a series of adventure video game legal dramas developed by Capcom. Le- heavy, heavy legal, hitters. There. Uh, legal drama. There. Legal dramas. 
legalism. The first entry in the series Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney was released in 2001. Since then, five further main series games, as well as various spinoffs and high-def remasters for newer game consoles have been released. No, it's not that old. Additionally, the series has seen adaptations in the form of a live-action film and an anime, and has been the base for a manga series. Yeah, there you go. Gotta get the manga. A dra- oh, drama CDs, musicals, and stage plays as well. Holy shit. God, They're taking it all wow. the way. They got everything. First release uh, was on your birthday in 2001, Lorian. Oh, wow. October cool. 12th. How about that? Yeah. Carolyn, you're the first person I've ever heard of, of jailbreaking a Nintendo DS. That's fucking badass. I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, you know, you can hack and play with anything. But, like, I've heard of people doing it with, like, a... Texas Instruments Calculator, for instance, or, you know, other weird shit. But I've never heard of doing it at DS. I never even thought about it. Seems pretty cool. Had to buy a thingy, she says. Well, that makes sense. Makes sense. A thingy thingy to get out of jail. I'm guessing (laughs) that uh, this next caller had to buy a thingy, too, because the voicemail left right after Carolyn's uh, was 43 seconds exactly, just like Carolyn's. So something must be in the air tonight. In the bell. In the boat. Oh, in the I boat. ran out of weed. Oh. Uh, but I 420 will do that to you. See a punk show. Punk in show. St. Paul with Double Thought. He's a Misfits tribute band that did the music of Michael Graves and Glenn Danzig, and it was a hell of a time. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, I, I did have a question for y'all. How many booths do you think it would take to get... Uh, Spencer and Abel on Podcasting 2.0. I think that would be pretty, pretty cool. In the bowl. Huh. <laughs> I, th- I thought he said the same thing that the transcript thought he said. What's that? Which was, how many boobs would it take oh. <laughs> to get me and you on Podcasting 2.0? But in retrospect, I think he said boosts. He said oh. boosts. Um, well, mine have never got me anywhere, so yeah, I think that might the, mean boosts. <laughs> the boosts have got red and uh, have gotten me anything from mild appreciation to mild scorn, just somewhere in between. Very mild, everything mild. It's a mild experience. Boosts gone mild. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a, a scented mist spray. You know, it's kind of mild. <laughs> It's not too uh, intense. It's not none of that. None of that. Uh, that Lysol, you know. No, they 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 have uh they have the real deals on podcasting two point We're just a couple of simple guys, you know. Yeah, doing simple stuff. You yeah. know what? Dreaming I, like, simple dreams. I don't think I want to be on podcasting. 2.0. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that's what the tequila talking. I think right there. Yeah, I might. Think, I might think about it, but what? I don't know. <laughs> Would consider maybe um, twelve. That's how many boobs. Twelve boobs. How how many does he have? Who's he? Boobs. Oh yeah, Bo- boobs. <laughs> boobs is made of boobs, so he could probably spare a dozen. Like a cat with like seven or eight. Oh. I think there's usually even numbers. But Carolyn says, "What if I want you on podcasting two point oh?" Hey oh. Hey. <laughs> Carolyn's pulling the strings. Uh oh. Uh, whipped around yeah no who knows who knows man maybe someday yeah a boy can dream i want to see how this bitcoin block party shakes out and uh yeah ablecraft we we just got so much to catch up with yeah Uh, there was a big discussion last episode about the name space for music and uh how that's going down so we'll get into that tomorrow night too but uh 
things are popping off with music and you know we we got to be there with it and in it and i mean we are we're, yeah we're keeping tabs on all this and uh that's a big big part of what we're doing tomorrow by the way the big point bitcoin block party is evangelizing the music side of podcasting 2.0 and uh sort of how to how to produce and publish that so i'm also running low on sat so i'm hoping to sell a lot of big ticket yeah. items <laughs> God. We'll see if anyone, uh, if anyone interested in right. pro audio gear is there. And uh, thank you everyone for boosting tonight because, uh, of course, Abel Kirby is in the split yes. uh, for tonight's episode. So even if you're listening to this uh, tomorrow or next week or next month or next year or post-apocalypse, you can still load it up because uh, I will be surviving the apocalypse with a fully noted satellite-connected uh, situation. So... You can still boost Abel Kirby well, well into the future after everyone else is dead and rotten and buried. You could boost my estate after I'm gone, too. That's right. Uh, <laughs> boost for uh, Abel Kirby's future little ones running around, polluting the earth, expanding their carbon footprints. Mm. Yes, we appreciate it. We appreciate Net Ned just coming in with 3003 from Fountain saying, fucked up boob boost. <laughs> 3003. Uh, twelve boosts will get us on podcasting too, but uh, twelve <laughs> boobs. It's gonna take a lot more boosts. Boobs get the job done faster with less. Uh, oh yeah. But uh, I think four of them can be fucked up out of those twelve. It'd be cool. That's the numbers. That's the numbers we're working with. Yeah. Any more than four, and it's gonna stop counting. But yeah, no, fucking fucked up boobs can play too. Uh oh, one coming in hot. Eight oh oh eight boost. Oh, stand by, stand by for boosting from Carolyn. The pew's gonna come later. Boobs for the bull. 8008 sats from Fountain. Carolyn, thank you. And our little boost bot that C-Dubs wrote gives us two eight balls when you do 8008. Because yeah. <laughs> nice. uh, that's the boobs coming through. So I liked, um, there was a recent boost and it was, I think it was 21212. Maybe it was a donation. Maybe it was on no agenda. But it was yeah. ducks and dicks. Ducks and dicks. <laughs> what they called it. Nice. Oh, what did Fletcher send the other night? It was like... Sticks and stones. Sticks and stones. That was it. It was like 1010 or 1001. Yeah, that was was clever. Dicks and ducks, ducks and dicks, sticks and stones. Fucking fantastic. I mean, like the the numerology shit is always my favorite. It gives me a chuckle. Just another uh, creative way to add uh, literal material to the show. So there you go. You too can write for a famous podcast. There's the pew. There's the pew. Wow, that was a delay. They're late than never. That was Carolyn's boobs pewing, which we which we definitely <laughs> we appreciate. Did you see her breath? Your boobs make a wonderful pew. Uh, this next caller can pew. I've seen it in person. I didn't realize till late that you guys are live. Um, outside the better late than never. Cigar. This is a but, new uh, live son of a bitch. Um, we do have Abel Kirby on. Yeah, I'm right here, buddy. He's in the I room. Guess I just called up to say uh, physically. I can touch I him. I can reach out and touch him. I just got uh, touched. Transition went. Uh, what? Haven't heard much about that unless our transition. He's like probably said it on rare encounter, but um, transition. Should I roll that back? Did he say transition? I don't catch him every time. Uh, I'd like to catch him more, but. Let me back it up. I heard much about that unless... Sorry. I guess I just called up to say, uh, I guess to ask him how his uh, transition went. Uh, I heard it I right. I'm pausing, it. Move, I'm, I'm pausing it. How did your transition go, Abel? <laughs> and when were you going to tell me It is this? a uh, absolute failure. It didn't work at all. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, I'm exactly the same. Well, 
these things happen. All right, all right, continue. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Ned. Ned, that was oh, important. I had to clear that up. I haven't heard much about that. Me neither. He's probably said it on Rare Encounter, but um, did you say it on Rare Encounter? I don't catch him every time. Uh, I'd like to catch him more, but <laughs> sounds kind of gay. But um, <laughs> anyways, I just uh, I guess. <laughs> You know, after listening to Rare Encounter more, I realize how many of the uh, <laughs> jingles that Abel Kirby does, and just uh, <laughs> oh, I just called to give him thanks for all the uh, pretty awesome jingles that he does. In the bowl. In the bowl, net net. In the bowl, net net. Wow, you're dropping knowledge on us. So that's oh, the beauty of that net net calls, man. You always learn something. <laughs> I have so much to learn. <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic! Yeah, I had ne- I had heard nothing about your transition. No, I uh, it kind of snuck up on me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Ooh. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. That's what I usually do. It's a very convenient scapegoat. Oh my god. Um. Oh, we have a follow-up. Maybe there's clarity in it. Who knows? You know what? I didn't even think to answer this question, but um, I think I've asked Cold Acid this before. There's a game, uh, I was introduced to it through uh, the Dreamcast uh, called Power Stone. It's very anime-based because, like, all the characters are very anime-ish. Uh, but uh, to me, it's like the best fighting game out there, like, ever. Just because of like how the environment is like interactive and there's a lot of weapons to grab and and stuff like that. But has Abel Kirby ever played Power Stone? I guess is it that's uh a good question to ask. Um it's definitely a dynamite game for it, it, it the odd thing is it's I don't know, I, I guess it's just not accepted by the anime community or something. Ooh, is it shunned? It's a very anime-focused game, and then there was actually anime, I think, created after the game was uh, uh, invented or programmed or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite an amazing game. At least the first one is. The second eh, kind of got a little bit diluted, uh, but it's still, uh, it's still up there with the top game. I think, as far as fighting wise, because it's just got so many objects that you can grab, shoot at people, and whatever. Very violent, sounds like. Awesome game. That's my kind of fighting. In the bowl. In the bowl, Net Ned. (laughs) In the bowl. (laughs) Net Ned says, "I'm drunk and really high." In the chat. Yeah. I I don't know if I was supposed to pass that on audibly, but I did. Uh, Well. I, I'm not as big of a Power Stone player as Sir Spencer. I think he is the king of Power Stone these days. Yeah. And, so uh, the trick is like to back crouch pretty much the whole time yeah. and then like just let them wail on you while you're blocking, right? Because like pretty much cancels every move. And then when they get frustrated and like make a slip up, that's when you go for the throat. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know this, uh, but I know you do. Uh, you can, <laughs> on level two, there's a well that you can jump inside. And, uh, well, that's well, how you, well. That's how you get to the, the, the spaceship, the bonus level. Okay. You, know, you remember the bonus level, right? Well. Yeah. Um, wh- how would you describe it? Uh, I would describe it as out there, spaced, in yeah. space, out there in space, way out there among the stars. Can, can you believe they also made it Christmas-themed? I can't, but, I mean, I've seen it. This is the weird thing. It's like you can play it, 
you can know it and you can still not believe it all at the same time. And, you know, as far as Power Stone goes, you know, when they had Sean Connery doing the voiceover, that was probably my favorite part. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> if it was anyone other than Capcom, you know, they would never have been able to afford that. Yep. Yeah, so Power Stone, yeah, big fans. Uh, Arcade first, by the way. It's not one of those bullshit-ass other games. No, it hit... They released it on arcade first. Oh, well, you know... And then it was a whole uh, two weeks after that it came to the Dreamcast. And that was only in Japan. It didn't hit North America until September 9th of 99. So, you know, before that, arcade, Dreamcast, and only in Japan. Yep, yep. Unless you had a Z400 board, then you could get into your regular machine. Yeah, well, you know, once you have a Z400 board, it's like, what can't you get? All right, so I hope that answers that question. Yeah, we, we make sure we cleared all of that up. The problem with the Dreamcast. Everyone everyone discusses the problem with the Dreamcast, but really the problem with the Dreamcast is the problem with a lot of us. It was just born too early. Nobody understood what the fuck was going on. They looked at it and they were like, this is weird. Why do I even need this much graphic power? I'm totally fine with my fucking N64. It does all I need. Uh, it has games that don't challenge my uh, worldview or my moral code in any way. I can let my kids play Banjo-Kazooie. Nothing bad's going to happen to them. <laughs> we saw how that turned out. So. <laughs> now, um, now everyone's uh, transitioning into a furry. So, the dr- Thanks, Banjo-Kazooie. Wholesome. The, not. The, uh, the Dreamcast had a game on it that I always liked, which was it was kind of a top-down racing game, and you drive around, and your car had a gun on it, and I cannot remember for the life of me what the hell the name of the game was, but that huh. was a that was a big fun one. We used to play that in parties. Nice. It was, you know, uh, four cars running around a screen, and you had a little gun, so you go over jumps, and, you know, it was, you know th- that era of gaming, where it was probably six people huddled around, and when you die, yeah. when, when you lost, you had to trade the controller to the next guy in line, yeah. right? And so it's continually cycling. Six players with, like, four split screens. Yep. <laughs> and no resolution. You can't see what's going on. Hey, you're looking at my screen. Stop doing that. Yeah, stop looking at my screen. Oh my god. It's like fuck you, dude. <laughs> you how about you start looking at mine? Cause you suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're screen looking. Uh yeah, we're all looking at the same fucking screen, screen, dog. Oh my god. I forgot about those days. You know, it's it's amazing how much just one simple phrase like stop looking at my screen can bring back. <laughs> <laughs> that's cheating you know yeah that's cheating. i'd tell you to stop looking at my screen but like that's impossible down here <laughs> it's fucking everywhere it's too many everywhere you turn it's fucking screens man i'm surrounded yeah surrounded i like the bowl the bowl has some charm to it let me tell you it's... yeah i don't think you know so i'm gonna tell you so shut up and listen okay i'm hearing it the bowl has some charm to it that uh that uh needs to be appreciated it definitely feels like what the bowl should be okay it's, it's it's on point. It's bowl appropriate. It's bowl appropriate. Everything I mean, here. There's nothing that I, I've described the bowl as that's inaccurate. You know. No. <laughs> it's all real. It is. Yes. It's, it's all, all real. real. It's all canon, and it's uh, it's actually going on. So what you didn't see earlier is when Spencer was unpacking his UPS, <laughs> and he opened he opened the box, and he. He threw one side of the uh, the styrofoam over his shoulder. He took the UPS out. He threw the other the box over his other shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> I had spent you know eight to ten minutes uh, kind of apologizing over and over for like the, sh- the state of the bowl 
to uh, my good friend here, Abel Kirby, who I'm not like, I'm not, it's not like I'm out to impress him. I'm just, oh, thanks. I'm just uh, trying to let my friend know that it's all right. You know, that's like, I don't know. There's this like, there's this place I want to be and it's not quite here with like empty shake <laughs> bottle on the floor and that kind of thing. But th- then when I uh, realized that I was just kind of like full of my own bullshit, I just like unpacked my ups, looked at him and just pitched the trash behind me. You like, s- you know what? What am I fucking pretending like this is going on? Like, fuck this shit. Yeah. You saw how it is. Now see how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> you saw how it is. Now yeah. you're going to see how it's going to be. <laughs> Same way. <laughs> Same way as it is. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. Mike Mike Lindell nods in agreement. Oh, there's Mike Lindell? Yeah. This is Oh jeez, yeah. On the ball. This is this is autographed. That's genuine autograph. Wow. Guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. There you go. So if I steal one, it could be more comfortable. That's true. That's true. You could steal a comfortable or pillow, but you can't own a comfortable or pillow. Yeah. Okay. You can own a less comfortable pillow at best. You can't even own a pillow as comfortable. Does that make sense? Sure. That or fucking makes sense. Or we're going to have to play some Power Stone over it. Determine yeah. who's actually correct. Oh, man. This has been fucking incredible. Amazing. Oh, by the way, I wanted to say to uh, uh, Carolyn and Fletcher, we had Abel try some of the mushroom candy. What did you think about the mushroom candy? Oh, yeah. I never got a reaction. It was uh, tasted more like candy than mushrooms. Yeah. Um, it did not taste like bad candy by any means. It's tasty, uh, right? I'm, I'm mushroom... struggling to find a find a mushroom the mushroom aspect of it. Really? That's you... my my official review. Yeah, my okay. honest, you know, uh, it tasted like good candy. Did you? Uh, it kind of the mushroom thing kind of comes at the end for me. Hmm. It's like very candy up front. It almost tastes like one of those maple candies. Really? Well, like, you ever yeah. see the little maple leaf candy? Oh yeah. Uh. You ever eat mushrooms, just like the dry powdery kind that you buy from a, a guy with like a neck beard in a uh, alley somewhere, uh, for like thirty bucks an eighth or something? Uh, no, no. See, because you strike me as the guy who uh, kind of guy who like maybe seven to twelve times has done that. Oh, uh, but maybe that's just like my maybe I'm just projecting. Uh, well, I don't. <laughs> No, 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 no. I haven't done any of the psychedelic stuff, unfortunately. Uh, it's something I, I guess I'd be open to, but it's not, it's never been on my priority list. And uh, we've spoken about this before. We have, we have a little bit. Yeah. It's not my thing. I do like this tequila, and uh, I've got some tobacco habit. Uh, sure. Beyond that, that's, that's about as far as I really go. <laughs> Blueberry says we could trip tonight. <laughs> Blueberry is uh, what I would describe as a down-ass motherfucker. <laughs> he is. He is down. That is true. Oh, shit, yes. <laughs> That's a good clip, too. Oh, I love that one. That's one of my new favorite drops, actually. Um, that and this one. It was all a dream. <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, yeah, dude. This is fucking my fucking collection, man. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Illuminati? It was Illuminati. There's Illuminati. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, I remembered. Uh, not to, a lot of people believe that's Carolyn Blaney. Every time a female voice comes on my board, people think it's Carolyn Blaney. Um, they think this is Carolyn Blaney. Did you see her breasts? It's not. They think they think this is Carolyn Blaney. Uh oh, where did it go? Or could it be? Or could it be her massive stripper titties? That is Carolyn Blaney. Um, 
People think this is Carolyn Blaney. That is somebody's penis. That is not Carolyn Blaney. Uh, people think this is Carolyn Blaney. This is serious. That is Carolyn Blaney. People think this is Carolyn Blaney. They're fucking full of shit. That is not Carolyn Blaney. Just want to clear all of that up. Yep, I've got. I've been taking notes. Okay. Because um, people get all of those wrong all of the time, and I'm fucking done with it. I've been I've been writing these waveforms with an etch a sketch so that uh, when I read them back, I'll know which ones you were talking about. See, this is why you're the only one allowed in here is because you understand and you respect the lore. You take your notes. You have you know that we all have a lot to learn, but you're on the journey to learning it. You don't shy away from the fucking call, man. That's what I love about you, man. Life is a mystery. I love the research. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Shit, man. Shit. Well, it is one minute till one here, uh, official bowl time. And as responsible, productive, upstanding members of our society... We should probably go to bed so that we can get up and do a Bitcoin block party in Westport. Cross from the char bar from 2 to 8 p.m. Be there. Be square. Prove you don't care. Buy some shit in Bitcoin tomorrow. It's going down. In my town, Kansas City. Get there. Abel, thanks so much for coming out and hanging out. It's been a ton of fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me stay over and uh, inviting me into your house. And into the bowl? Yes. Anytime. Anytime, man. If you're, if you're driving through, man, stop on by. You don't even have to tell me you're coming before. It's true. Show up. You're always welcome. Oh, thank you. Meet the world. And uh, thank you, bowlers, who got the like uh, last-minute bat signal and just kind of popped in here. Uh, sorry I didn't have more notice. We're kind of flying by the seat of our pants right now. Uh, but you can listen to this forever. That's the Be of Caught podcast. So it's not like you're going to miss it, right? You didn't miss it. You're listening to it. You just listened to it. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, all boosts will be shared with Abel Kirby. And uh, we'll be back at it tomorrow night. Abelcraft. Uh, I don't know what time. You people keep bugging me for a time. I don't know what time. Tomorrow night. Once we get back here, we'll make it happen. Um, and then, of course, every Tuesday night, we're going to do Bull After Bull. Me and Lorian keeping it down no matter what's going on inside or outside our bodies that's right until then i'll be sir spencer wolf kansas city i'll be damned delorean until next time may your bowls burn ever brighter came all over the place. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Bowl after bowl dot